Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining the Capital Link event. My name is Cho Chu, and I'm from Bank of Communications Financial Leasing Company. Today, I would like to give you a, a presentation on Chinese resources supporting the global maritime industry. Let's start with four interesting figures. Could you guess what do these figures represent? Maybe it's not hard to guess the first one. It's the volume Chinese shipyards delivered in 2020. In 1980s, the Chinese shipbuilding industry is underdeveloped during the past 30 years. Like other industries in China, the shipbuilding developed rapidly. From this page, you could say from 2005, the deliveries for Chinese shipyards grew rapidly. And prior to 2008, when the global trade grew at a premium over the global GDP, the outlook in the shipping sector was encouraging and this pushed the expansion of shipbuilding capacity. And then China's shipbuilding industry was severely affected by the 2008 financial crisis. In the first half of 2010, China overtook South Korea as the world's top shipbuilder and kept ahead in terms of three major industry indicators, including new orders, order backlogs, and delivery. In 2011, that tonnage of the shipbuilding in China began to fall. In 2012, it declined by 20%. In 2013, it dipped further by 25% from 76 million deadweight tons in 2011 to 45 million deadweight tons. Many shipbuilders had to shut down during these years. Chinese shipping industry faced a major challenge. It is overcapacity. After 2012, many small shipbuilders were miserable. In 2013, top 20 shipbuilders took 80% of all the orders. In September 2014, Chinese government firstly released a whitelist of shipbuilders as a guide to the shipyards, which the government wished to support. The first whitelist included 50 shipyards that it deems worthy of favorable policy support. All the banks that operated in China will only give bank loans to the shipyards in the whitelist. Since 2015, more than 20 large to medium-sized Chinese shipbuilders had either declared bankrupt all stopped production altogether. 
Chinese shipyards completed orders of 23.18 million deadweight tons in the first half of 2021, accounting for 47.4% of the world's total in the area. Now, China has about 700 shipyards and more than 83,000 supporting enterprises, but only around 100 shipyards are active in the market. As the International Maritime Organization has issued a series of new standards for car carbon energy efficiency, and the various indicators of ships in recent years. This reality has pushed a large number of shipping companies to speed up the replacement of their older ships. Under such circumstances, China's shipbuilding industry has been adopting new technologies to achieve green transformation. Alternative fuels have now become the most important area of technological innovation in the shipbuilding business. Most of Chinese shipyards have accelerated the development pace of intelligence manufacturing and high-end ships. From this page, you could see the Chinese shipyards took 36 percent of the global new orders and also delivered the similar figures in 2020. Most of the ship owners will come to China after their decision is made to build new vessels because they have a lot of choices in China. From small boats like this to big ones like this and this. And due to the huge numbers of shipyards, competition always exists. In most cases, you will find a favorable price for your new buildings. You could see that during the past 20 years, the new building price kept at a reasonable range for most of the time. Okay, now you could send a shipbuilding contract. But where is the money? And how could you pay for them? Let's see the second number. We all know investment is one of the crucial factors to maritime industry. So we go to the financial sector. This is the shaping portfolio for all Chinese financial institutes, including banks, leasing companies, and the Sinosure. And in 2020, we could say that Asia and the European financial institutes are really active in the ship finance market. You could find bank loans, high yield bonds, convertible debt, capital, operating lease, and private equity from different countries. And in China, banks, especially the Export and Import Bank of China, 
leasing companies and Sinosure dominate the ship finance market. The Chinese leasing are quite unique compared to leasing companies in other countries. And uh, this page is the portfolio and drawdown for China ship finance from 2016 to 2020. And leasing grows rapidly. But, you know, before 2011, Chinese leasing companies only had a domestic business and the portfolio in shipping was very small. In 2011, most of the ship finance banks that historically dominated the market have been announced to exit shipping market and selling their shipping portfolios and not taking on new business. Although this has been triggered by the financial crisis, there are other factors affecting the desire of the banks to shrink their shipping portfolios. These factors include the increasing regulation faced by the European banks, particularly as a result of the Basel regulations and the following substantial losses made by these banks in the shipping industry over the course of the financial crisis. Access to bank financing has become significantly harder for shipping companies. All of this gave the Chinese leasing companies a good opportunity to evolve into the international shipping finance market with little experiences. From 2012, a lot of international ship owners, especially European ship owners, went to China for new buildings. At the same time, they tried to get financial support from China. From the first beginning, it was not easy for both European ship owners and the Chinese leasing companies because the shipping leasing structure was brand new to the ship owners. And most of the Chinese financial leasing companies are owned by Chinese banks, which should follow the credit standard of the mother bank. Obviously, it will take more time and energy to evaluate a new customer. The good thing is finally, both of them accepted each other. After several years cooperation, the Chinese leasing companies have established their own reputation and typical deal structures. And then more and more ship owners and the Chinese leasing companies entered into this area. This page clarified why the Chinese leasing companies with at most 10 years history could compete with traditional shipping banks. For example, on the equity requirement, most of the Chinese leasing companies 
will provide LTV up to 100%. And in most cases, maybe it is between 80% to 95%. And for the banks, the LTV mostly will be up to 80%. And the, the banks will ask for customer shaping loan covenants. And the Chinese leasing usually has no request on this point. Most of the leasings will provide pre-delivery financing for new buildings. To my memory, Qualcomm leasing will always provide pre-delivery financing for new buildings. And the tenor is also very long for Chinese leasing, up to 20 years. And balloon value is really important to the ship owners. Mm, for the leasings, the residue value could be very high. For example, if it is 10 years new building, it will be 40% to 50% of the new building price at the end of year 10. So all these factors that made Chinese leasing companies more competitive in the ship financing market. Now you get the money from Chinese leasing and pay to the shipyards for the vessels. When the vessels are delivered, how will you make money from them? We come to the last two figures. In 2020, the cargo volume of Chinese ports was 14 billion 550 million tons a year-on-year -year increase of 4.3%. The containers throughout of Chinese ports was 264 million 20-foot equivalent unit. This is the top 10 ports that handled the most containers in 2020. Nine of them are located in Asia and seven of them are in China. Among the top 10 ports, four of them get a negative growth rate in 2020 compared to 2019. They are Singapore, Busan, Tianjin, and Altan. Another six Chinese ports showed an upward trend in volume compared to 2019. This is the main cargoes imported to China in 2020. The most valuable cargo to China is integrated circuit. And I believe most of them will be transported by air. Except them, most of other cargoes will be transported by water. We could see that China import different kinds of cargoes. And the dry bulk, tankers, gas carrier, container vessels, PCTC, 
any kind of vessels you could imagine are needed by Chinese market. The huge amount of import and export support the freight of shipping and keep the ships very busy. China has prepared the shipyards, fun, ports, and cargo. Now everything is ready and only wait for you to start or expand your shipping business. Thank you.